Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted, breadcrumbed or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing but not always willing to admit. Today is a very special day, ladies and gentlemen. A very special day. It is Rachel and mine's Rachel and mine's Rachel and I millennial loves <laughs> easier 50th anniversary yes Yay! this is this is gold right this mm-hmm. is like our golden jubilee is that what 50 is yeah well okay so i was 25 last year and i went around calling it my silver jubilee so of course you did had an absolutely jolly old time um, welcome to millennial loves golden jubilee <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <Cue> cheering <laughs> There's no one else in the studio. No. (laughs) Yes, this week it is just Livy and I, but we figured that was quite fitting for this landmark occasion. Mm, It hasn't been just the two of us, just the two of us for a long time. (laughs) And we feel a bit giddy. A little bit giddy with excitement. But to be honest with you, like not to get too emosh, but we're quite overwhelmed the fact that we're at episode 50. Yeah, it's quite nuts, actually. It's about, well, it's in like a couple of weeks, to be honest, we'll have like our... Year. anniversary yeah mm, actually i've just realized the whole concept of the gold jubilee is 50, 50 years. years oh we've got quite a, oh god i hope mm. we're still not single <laughs> can you imagine we'll be like it's two long time singletons <laughs> in their 70s still doing the podcast yes, still <laughs> god, past the zimmer frame yeah so it'll be fantastic we hope you're all still listening with us guys mm, and loyalty will be po- tested the podcast might have involved evolved by that point to be some sort of like thing that just gets infused into your brain yeah very black mirror yeah i'm mm. ready for that or maybe we appear as holograms that in your home Mm. May or maybe it's in through virtual reality. Although that's not even that far off. I that's think. a thing now. Yeah, I know. But like for us to like appear there. Yeah. So many possibilities. So However, many. I think essentially we just want to say like, wow, OMG! As if we've reached fifty episodes. We love doing millennial love so much, and it's honestly the highlight of our week. And to get all the lovely feedback we do from you guys, to see more and more of you listening and sharing it with your friends and, you know, sharing your stories with us. It means so much. It does. We bloody love it. And please, please keep sharing your wonderful stories and sending us all of your crazy anecdotes from the bonkers world of dating, which we are all experiencing. Mm. As we well know now, mm. after 50 yes, episodes of talking about this stuff, and never running event, blah, blah, never running out of anything. It's so funny, isn't to it? To talk Pe- about. People always go, 
do you not think you'll ever run out of things to discuss? And we're like, no, we literally have like a list as long as our arms and we mm. keep adding to it, being like, we should talk about this, we should talk about this. Yeah. And now we're getting more and more like ideas from you guys, the things you want us to talk about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we've definitely got episodes till we're 70. Oh yeah, covered. I think so. So much hashtag content. Yeah, literally. Um, however, let's do a dating debrief. Mm. Dating debrief. Ah, right, so... The most exciting thing in my life this week has been that I have been granted full responsibility of the Millennial Love Instagram account because dear Rachel is on a social media cleanse. Not not on purpose. It's it's um it's for an article. Mm, I was def- it's definitely not voluntary. No, I think she's struggling with it a bit, but I am loving it because I have total free reign over the Instagram account and she has no idea what I'm posting. Yeah, it's actually marginally stressing me out because Livy let's be real who <laughs> did the majority of slash 99.9% of the Instagram account before yes I would say that would be my dear friend Rachel she's very <laughs> she's very hot on the old gram and I am not so hot on the old gram but I'm really enjoying it well I said to Livy I was like you know when I'm doing this week off social media you're gonna have to post on millennial love and she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I was thinking, you better do it. <laughs> and now I'm just mildly concerned. <laughs> not that I have control issues or anything. No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just intrigued. And I'm sure you're doing a fantastic job, but I just can't wait to see what you posted. I'm mildly terrified. All you've posted is those incredibly flattering, very many images you have of me sitting at my desk. God, you are so narcissistic to think that I am just posting photos All of I you. know is that you have a lot that you could blackmail me with. That's actually really true. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I have good. some... Because uh, I used to sit next to Rachel. And now, I, she, now she sits so far away that she's opposite me. And she, used to, she just used to do some very funny things. And I would just always take photos of her when she wasn't looking, which sounds very creepy. And maybe it is. But <laughs> I've got so many crackers on my phone of Rachel hungover. Rachel wearing a Santa hat. Rachel eating chocolate. Rachel eating something else. Rachel eating... Eating everything. Yes, mainly. <laughs> um, and they're great. I should compile them into a little, you know, gallery. Yes, because you can do that on the gram. You yes, can. You can. I know these things. I'm yes, good at the gram you now. Do. I'm not convinced our followers would be so interested in that. However, I'm I'm thrilled to hear you are maintaining Thank you very much. the Instagram account. And Thank I look you. forward to seeing what you've done. Yeah. What's your dating debrief? Well, I don't really have a dating debrief because I'm, well, so I'm doing this Blimmin' social media cleanse, sabbatical, detox, whatever you want to call it. Essentially, I'm not on any social media for a week. And I know everyone's like, oh, a week, it's nothing. But actually, if you're as addicted as I am, it actually is a thing. I'm doing it because it's scroll-free September. And, you know, this is where the Royal Society of Public Health encourages people to give up social networks for a whole month. I mean, obviously, I was never going to do that because I genuinely cannot live my life and do my work without it. Um... But I've I was I've reluctantly agreed to doing it for a week and there have been pros and cons so far. I'm like actually not even halfway through by the time as we're at the point of recording. Um, however, with it, I have decided I should probably stop dating apps as well. It was quite funny because I started on the Monday this week and on the Sunday I'd had quite a chill day, so I was doing quite a lot of dating app chatting, and then I was just like got to the end of Sunday and I realised. Mm, can I be bothered to like give any of these guys my number and talk to them properly or should I just let myself disappear and they'll be like where did she go where did she go 
um, if they even notice or care. And I did the latter. However, another thought that occurred to me recently through, you know, I know in previous episodes we've talked about my crushes. Um, oh, yes. we need, Do we have an update on your crushes? There's it, well, mm, there's, mm, there's only so much I can say before it gets revealed. But remember last week? This is not very exciting at all. I told you I'd had interactions and progressions with two of the three. Well, Let this guess, past week, the third, the third. How did how did that start? Did they get in touch with you, or you got in touch? They with got them? in touch with me. Flirty or non-flirty? Well, they have suggested we meet. Really? Although I'm not sure if this is in a romantic sense or not, but you hadn't told me this. Well, this is exciting. It literally happened yesterday. So wow. It's fresh. It's fresh, guys. Normally, Rachel keeps me very up to date with everything that happens in her life. So yesterday <laughs> is quite a delayed <laughs> thing for you not to tell me. It's been under 24 hours. I'm so sorry. Um, so that happened. But That's what, exciting. What I was going to say was, with regard to dating apps and stuff, I think I've realized that the guys that I tend to crush on in real life are guys that I would totally swipe left on on Me dating too. apps and de- that's why like we're sort of so extra extra picky on dating apps that we'll swipe left on all these guys even though the ones you end up liking y- you can't control that and they might be guys that you wouldn't swipe right on yeah but that's why i mean we talk about this all the time but i think that's why dating apps are so difficult because you can't predict the way that someone is going to charm you with oh no. with their presence. Yeah, that's you know? the thing. You start to like someone because they're hilarious or a bit dorky or like, I don't know, like have just great natural. dance moves. Yeah, or but just how someone, yeah, just how someone actually is in real life. You can't, you know, when you're just communicating on a smartphone, there's only so much of your personality that you can convey. Right, but actually, I would even go back even further to say that, you know, you can start falling for someone if they have good bants and are good at messaging. But how much of that is really who they are? But, but, you know, when you're doing the swiping, you don't even know that yet. Yeah, exactly. So you'll probably swipe left on them before you even know. Is mm. they going to woo you with their witty bants? It's really, it's really hard. I mean, I actually, um, confession, deleted my apps. O-M-G. I know. Because of the new guy you're seeing. Possibly, yes. <gasps> you hadn't but told me that. I know, I know, but it wasn't even. It's not. It's not because of the new guy I'm seeing. It's just because. Really? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's just because I just couldn't be bothered, and I, di- I didn't want to spend any time on them. And equally, Hinge would just give me loads of notifications the whole time. Yeah. When someone yeah, likes keeps you, sending me emails, even though same. I've it. Yeah, same. And it's, oh, did you delete Hinge? But only for the week, mate. Oh, okay. Sure, <laughs> I'll sure, be sure. right back on it. Right. Okay. But it would just also it would come up with like the little red numbers, and oh, that yeah. really annoys it me. Is annoying, like isn't it? you know how some they people don't go away. No, the I know. Don't go away when it's still technically quote your turn to message, and I'm like Hinge. Don't you see? I've given up on this guy. I don't want to message him. Yeah. Stop telling me to. It's really irritating because I'm one of those people that can't bear when I have unread messages on my yeah, phone and like little red do things. Do you know what else Hinge does is if you've been chatting to a guy and then you stop chatting to them and then like a week later they send you an email going, Rachel, you and James seem to be hitting it off, but now you've stopped talking. I hope this means you've taken it offline and have gone for a date. And I'm like, no, Hinge, we ghosted one another. Like, shut up. It's weird because I... Too involved. You know, yeah, too involved. Hinge, like, just just step away. Yeah. Stop trying to wingman us. We've got this. Like, we know what we're doing. You've already given us the app. Now take a breather. Yeah. <laughs> let us get on with it. Yeah. Stop, like, let the kids, us. Let the kids have their fun. Exactly. Um, well, but, yeah. 
I'm excited to hear what it's like when you get back on the social medias. I, I mean, I doubt much will have happened, to be honest. I might have some Bumble matches that have expired because such are the joys of Bumble. It's so high maintenance, isn't it? It is high maintenance. to go on every 24 hours. I know. It's really annoying, actually. You've got a life to live, Bumble. I missed... I remember once I matched with a really hot guy who I really... Yeah, no, so I, I think I'd swiped right on him. Yeah. And and it wasn't a match. And I was like, oh, screw it. And I didn't delete it because of him, but I just went through one of those phases a few weeks later where I deleted it from my phone. Yeah. And then the guy had told a mutual friend that he'd seen me on a dating app, seen me on Bumble, and we'd matched, but then I didn't start the conversation. So it was gone forever. So it was gone forever. And I was forever. like, God damn it. Had I still had Bumble... I would have started a conversation with him and would have fallen madly in love with this beautiful man. Sure. Although I tend to see a lot of the same guys over and over again, sometimes even on the same dating app. Me too. I don't know if that's because they keep like deleting and refreshing their profiles or if that's just like a Bumble's being like, you've gone through all the men. Yeah, (laughs) why does that happen? I don't know. Does it mean that that person has liked you and Bumble like or Hinge or whatever? They want you to like them so that it's know. a match. We should do some research into this. Yeah, because it's funny. I've noticed that as well. Yeah, speaking of dating apps, as we always are, so it's not a very good link. But anyway, um, for Buyer of the Week this mm. week, I actually wanted to bring up something that I am so fed up of seeing. Um, and this is on Hinge. I realise you've been very negative to the dating apps at the start of this pod, but hey-ho, I know a lot of people Sorry, Hinge. dating apps. Yes. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) No. No. So Hinge, as we've explained before, is where, you know, you have pictures, you answer questions, and, you know, you can pick which questions you answer. You answer three little teasy bits. And one of them is, I'm overly competitive about, and then you put, you know, your answer. And I swear, every other guy who comes up on my Hinge has picked that question and put everything like, haha, wow, you're such a lad. You're overly competitive about everything. That's oh my God, you're so macho. <laughs> so competitive. God, I hate that. I think they think that they're being really funny and, you know, turning the question on its head. But actually, you just yeah. sound like a total idiot and a moron. Well, the thing is, like, I don't have anything against being competitive. I'm pretty competitive. No, neither do but I, but I agree I'm with you. I'm bored of seeing that. Yeah, but it's also... It's really unoriginal. It's really unoriginal, but it's also the association, like you said, with, like, masculinity being like oh yes Mm. I'm so competitive at everything I play lots of sports Mm. and I'm a real boy because I Mm. like to win and I'm successful and I'm driven and it's like oh sod off (laughs) you know what's so interesting like to go on a slight tangent like I'm competitive you should see me in the final quarter of my netball match this week when it was a draw I went into the final quarter I was like I'm gonna crush them (laughs) um also don't play me at Scrabble very competitive. Really? Yeah, I nearly always win though. I beat someone at Scrabble recently. Someone, that was a vague, wasn't it? I beat someone at Scrabble. Okay. Um, however, what I will say is, I watched First Dates Hotel last night. Oh, is that back? Yeah, it was the second episode this week. God, I love that show. I'm going to get back on it. Yeah, I do. Um, and there was this lady on it who was, I think, 40. And she said a very interesting line. She said, men always say they like strong women, but they don't. And I think that kind of comes into the, like, does a guy, a straight guy, want a woman who would say, like, I'm competitive about everything? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And someone else said, one of the other women recently said, maybe it was her, no. Someone said, guys say they want sporty girls, but they don't. They want, like, girls who look hot in cheerleader outfits and will, like, 
you know, let them watch the football or something. We've spoken about this before. It's the cool girl idea, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. From Gillian Flynn from Gone Girl. It's like striking the perfect balance between the girl who is, you know, into sports, but is also wears really sexy clothes, but drinks beer, but doesn't gain weight. Like all that yeah, stuff. You're so right. So problematic, but I think it's actually so real. <laughs> Yes, and it's. I think it's. I think it's subconscious for a lot of men. I think they don't. You Probably. know, because if you explained that to them, if you explained that dichotomy, which yeah. is just not realistic, yeah, they would be like, "Oh no, of course, I would never want. I would never expect that from a girl." While but I think actually, while we're on this tangent, is there an equivalent? Is there something? You know, straight women always say they want in a man, but actually they don't. The personality-wise, I can't think of an equivalent. The only thing that springs to mind is the tall, dark, and handsome thing. I think most women do want tall. They women. do. Well, I know. I think they do. I think they do. Um, everyone wants a handsome man too. <laughs> yeah, and everyone. I think. I mean, handsome is obviously subjective. Tall is is not. Um, but I think that is an issue with our with our societal expectations that the man must always be larger than the woman, which we've also yeah. spoken about. I'm really trying to think if there is something where, like, do women always say, like, oh, I just want a sensitive guy, but they don't. But I think, I don't, th- I don't yeah, think I think, I think, I know, like I think, that. I think you're right. I mean, personally, personally, I don't think I've ever experienced that, but I can see and I can envisage some of my friends saying things like, I want, you know, a manly guy. Mm but who is also, you know, sensitive and in touch with their emotions, which mm. just is just such a clumsy statement because it feeds into so many stereotypes and so yeah. many problematic tropes about masculinity mm. um, and sort of suggests that, you know, even just the but in that clause suggests mm. that men aren't inherently in touch with their emotions and should be stoic and detached whereas the woman is the vulnerable maiden waiting to be saved well yeah and i've said before how much i hate this whole deal that it's like women are like so emotional and have so many feelings yeah and whereas all my experience is basically the other way around personally mm. i'm like oh keep your feelings to yourself please keep your feelings to yourself <laughs> no emotions <laughs> <laughs> should we start on our main topic yes yes exactly i think we should i think that almost leads us on quite nicely mm. so today we are going to talk about the stigma of being single and specifically of being perpetually single. Perpetually single. <laughs> perpetua. Ah, perpetua. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that is a reference to Bridget Jones' diary, if anyone has not seen Which that Which is film. also very apt. It is. Oh my God, wow. what a good segue. Wow, we're on fire today. We are on fire. <laughs> so, Full flames. So, as, as our previous guest, uh, Jamie Lang, would always say... You are fire. Yes, he did say that. Uh, anyway, so as we have made clear before, and we mentioned in our intro, both Livy and I have, or neither Livy nor I, I should say, have ever had a long-term relationship. And this is quite unusual, but it's not unheard of. I have other friends who are in the same boat. Um, I, I do feel personally that you know i've i feel like i stand out a little bit amongst some of my friends in that you know most people will like be single for a bit have a boyfriend and girlfriend for a bit be single for a bit and i've sort of like maintained quite a a stable status Mm. of being single um and 
yeah, I don't, it's not, it's not something I hate. Well, it's, it's, there's a difference. I think the meaning of single, it doesn't mean that we haven't had dalliances. Oh, well, quite. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there is a real difference between dating someone, seeing someone and being in a relationship with someone. Yeah. And that the relationship part where you call someone your boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah. that's the part that Rachel and I have not exactly. yet achieved. But even saying achieved makes it sound it's like not it's not the right word. No, it makes it sound but like it's something is, that we need to This is the whole do. issue. So when people ask me, like, you know, whoever it might be, a stranger, someone I'm meeting, they go, do you have a boyfriend? And I go, no, I'm single. But I always feel like I'm meant to say it in a way that's like, no, single, unfortunately. But I'm like, it's not unfortunate. It's actually not unfortunate at all. Why do I feel like I'm meant to say it that way? Like, it's it's it is by choice because I I know I could have a boyfriend if I wanted so desperately to have any old boyfriend because you know you can get anyone if you're willing to lower your standards enough. But lol, I'm not. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because it's like the fact that you instantly feel, and I, I feel this as well when someone says, oh, are you single? And you say yes, you feel like you need to justify it. Yeah. And I hate that. You go, oh, but I do like it. I, I yeah. like being single. It's actually really fun. Yeah. And it it's a shame because I think a lot of us have, we struggle with the idea that you know, being in a relationship is sort of like a stamp of societal yeah. approval. It's like, yes, I am normal. I am going through the normal stages of my life. I am in my 20s and I have yeah. a boyfriend or I have had a boyfriend. Yeah. And you really see it when you start seeing someone new mm. in any, you know, on any scale, whether it's casual or not. One of the first questions they usually ask you is when was your last serious relationship? Yeah, it's always awkward that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so this is something where... Actually, God, I'm really getting a lot of references from that episode of First Dates. There was a woman <laughs> on it who said, I've been single for seven years, but if anyone asks, it's been two years. So she was really? you know, she was quite clearly embarrassed or insecure mm. about the fact that she'd been single for seven years because the trouble is, it makes people think that there's something wrong with you, that you're difficult or unlovable or, you know, there's something that's your fault mm. as to why you haven't been in a relationship for years. Yeah, it's like there's something lacking in your character yeah. that makes you unlovable. Like you said, there is something fundamentally wrong with you. Mm. And that is, you know, is, is obvious because mm. you're single. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you feel about having never had a long-term boyfriend? 
completely secure about it. The only times I, because people ask me that often, they're like, you know, would you want a boyfriend? And they say it as if like, you know, would you like a cappuccino? <laughs> like, yes, please. You know, it's it's not, it's, it's, it's just very weird to think of relationships under that generic stamp, if you see what I mean, like a boyfriend. Mm. Surely a boyfriend is not just a boyfriend. They are a, someone who you are in a relationship with. They are your yeah. boyfriend. They're your person. You can't just lump them all together. Exactly. You can't just be like, I want to order a boyfriend. <laughs> it sort of suggests that there's a distance there. And yeah. I find that quite weird because it also implies that, okay, maybe this boyfriend of yours is more about having a boyfriend to tell people that you have a boyfriend and to bring your boyfriend to events. Because realistically, even the label itself, boyfriend, is not something that you would ever say directly to that person. What, you're my boyfriend? No. Sure you would. Not really. It's more of a it's more of a second handed thing. Yeah, what do I so know? I've never done it. <laughs> you would no, neither have I, but this is what I'm saying is it's more of a reference. So it's more of the yeah, way you'd be like, that Hey, this is my boyfriend. This is my boyfriend. Or yes, me and my boyfriend do this, or I'm going on holiday with my boyfriend. It's all about the perception of yeah. other people. Yeah, and that's so funny because, you know, I've always thought that, you know, if slash when I do have a boyfriend, if I ever go to like a family event and I'm like either I have a boyfriend now or this is my boyfriend, I think like my whole family will faint. <laughs> They'll be like, oh my God, it's <laughs> finally happened. That's also, that's also horrible. Exactly. That's also absolutely horrible. Well, it makes me think of- um, It exacerbates your insecurities about I know, it. I know, but it makes me think of um, Bridget Jones. And so I was gonna ask about, you know, where do we think the whole stigma and taboo comes from? And I think there are a lot of cultural references, for example, in films where, you know, this is changing a bit now, but in so many films, it's like the end goal is snagging a man or, you know, vice versa, snagging a woman. And, you know, the, it's the happy ending when you find love and you get the guy or the girl. And, and like, I think people think like, uh, but being single is like really tragic. But yeah, and, and this is the thing about Bridget Jones. You know, she's always really like you know she has like a, a mum's turkey curry dinners, and it's always about like oh how's your love life, and oh, are you gonna bring a man this year, and you know, and like the thing about Bridget Jones is she's like the most iconic singleton. And Carrie um, Bradshaw. Yeah, both of them actually. You're right. Very different. Very different. Yeah. Very problematic. Both of them, and also mm. quite interesting. Both quite old characters. You know, like that's the thing though, we've said before, like way back in the early episodes about how stigma changes. Because arguably, I know people in their sort of mid 20s who've been in long term relationships, maybe for instance, like from the age of like 18 to 25, and people will say to them, they have to justify why they've been in such a long term relationship oh, really? in their early 20s. Because people will be like, oh, you should be being free and young and single. That's interesting. And then it flips. Yeah, I, I guess so. But also, um, I guess my point about them being old characters was that you would think that, you know, in this progressive modern day society, the, you know, the presentation of single women will have changed. But it hasn't at all. Since Carrie Bradshaw. No, it really years. hasn't. Because if you look at films like Trainwreck, I'm talking about both, both, both yeah. of Amy Schumer's films, Trainwreck and I Feel Pretty. Yeah. Both of those films are pegged as these empowering films where women are front and center and you know female autonomy is championed women can do what they want mm. when they want unfortunately both of those films the trajectory ends with both of them scoring a man mm. and that's when they're happy mm. and it's you know 
try as try as I feel pretty might to sort of break down that that plot line and that you know conclusion it, it doesn't because ultimately one reason why you see Amy Schumer feeling so happy and good about herself is because she's got a boyfriend for the first time in her life this is my question though like are humans hardwired to always be wanting to find love to find a soulmate to find a partner is that natural that we all want to find someone to grow old with and settle down with or like have someone to love and be loved and be their special person and be looked after but also look after them like is that human nature yeah i think it is i think it is i think it's part of our genetic makeup because yeah. fundamentally like we are biologically designed to procreate so as as you know try as we might to ignore the stereotypes in films and stuff i think it's really hard to actually be single and never ever have the idea of being in a relationship at the back of like not have that at the back of your mind and that's why i think probably quite a lot of the people who are making all these films like make the ending that they the person ends up in a couple because on some level the viewers probably want to see that they want yeah. to be like oh happy because well, also that's what that. but that's also we want to see that because that's what we've been conditioned mm. to mm-hmm. know as pleasing and mm. as entertaining i i really enjoy reading articles that are like about someone who's like 40 and single by choice and they're like nah just don't want to don't want to be with anyone mm. and but i think that must be very hard because yeah i think society so too. tells you that like the sort of the things you're meant to achieve in your life and like the ticks tick box list you know it's like get a job like get married buy a house have babies like mm. it's one of those things that everyone's meant to think is just sort of like a rite of passage of growing up in your life there are there are fractures in that structure i think though now mm. particularly with the children thing you yeah. do you do read a lot about men and women in particular getting you know over a certain age and saying i don't I actually don't want children yeah and 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 i think that is empowering because that's going against societal expectations in quite a major way and another thing though is that i found a lot of people i know in their 20s have had kids but they're not married and they're mm. like meh might marry the person might not yeah but again they're still with someone actually mm. they're still not single um my my biggest um I suppose grievance with with the stigma of being single thing is actually when you start seeing someone new mm. and and they ask you the question of you know when was your last relationship and then someone like Rachel or myself would say oh actually never never been in a relationship and then that person asks why and what do you say so it really it really bothers me I've tried out different things because it's obviously it's happened you know with every single guy I've ever dated I always try and brush off the question do you I was I mean sometimes I'm like oh I've you know, I've see, been seeing various guys, but never anything that long term. Do you know what I mean? I kind yeah. of would kind of brush it off a bit like that. Yeah, because you don't really want to go into a go into a full blown explanation. Because I'm concerned that they'll think there's like something wrong with me. Yeah, which well, even that, though I know that's not the case, but that's what the question implies. Even though you know, sometimes I think they mean it as a compliment, mm. and they'll say something. How could how could you not have had a boyfriend? And they, yeah, they mean that. They as mean like, that as a compliment, but I actually find that even more insulting because that is just feeding into all of these stereotypes that oh, because I think you look a certain way, I think you deserve that stamp of approval. Well, they might not be talking about looks. Or, no, I know, but you know, it might not be looks, but it could be anything. Or because I yeah. think I'm, I think you're worthy of this 
you know kind of attraction yeah i think you d- you should have had that but you and because that's those two things are synonymous but but they're not like but, it's such a I basic do. understanding but of relationships i do look at people who i know who men and women who are like good looking like funny great personalities amazing careers and you you do look at them and go like i wonder why they have they haven't found the right person but isn't that because, such a yeah no but because i just feel like that person is so amazing i would have thought they had the pick of the bunch yeah i know what you mean but i just think that that is ultimately quite a superficial way to look at what constitutes a relationship because you know we've talked we've talked about this before like yeah sure we all have our preferences and our types but ultimately a relationship is about your connection with another person and all of those superficial factors like you know being good on paper having a good job looking a certain way the things that you see on dating apps don't matter yeah and that you know and the thing is i think that's the thing about the connection that makes so much sense because sometimes i like I don't really hate many people, maybe like two. <laughs> but sometimes if like if I'm thinking about a person I highly dislike and then they're in a relationship and I'm I I just can't fathom it cuz I'm like I think you're such an awful human yeah. and yet someone seems to love you. Mm. But that just goes to show, you know, we don't all get on with everyone, but everyone will find someone they have a connection with. Mm. There is someone out there for everyone, as they say. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? People say to me sometimes, why have you been single forever? And like, I will try and kind of answer it, but I don't fully know the answer. I don't know if it's like, sometimes I'm like, I think I had commitment issues for a long time. I'm a bit of an avoidant, although I'm, I might still have but, a bit of those issues. But, but are I'm also, you? Well, I don't know, but then I'm also just like, maybe I just haven't met the right person. Exactly. And, I, and, I, and because I like being single, I bloody love the independence i like being able to do what i want because i'm a bit selfish like that and so if it's not 100 percent right if it's not like this person that's gonna like blow me away and is so amazing it's just gonna enhance my life in every way possible i'm like nope don't need it mm. but then i'm also like because i've been single forever am i like actually almost too happy being single and too used to being single that i'm never gonna want to make space for anyone in my life but then i'm like oh well it's the most amazing person then i will but then that person who's the most amazing person won't like me it's not about them being the most amazing person it's about them having the most amazing connection with you Mm, you're so wise thank you i i often when people ask me why have you been single for so long i just say oh it's probably because probably because i've got loads of scales under my skin or (laughs) probably because but or you just say like oh i don't know it's because i'm really picky but that's a really negative stereotype to be like oh yeah i'm 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 really selective what you know what a guy said to me before like when this has kind of come up i've been on a date and he'll be like yeah, I'm really picky. You should be lucky. I'm here with you. And I'm like... Someone said that to you? Yeah, in like, oh, maybe not God. so many words. But I was just like, excuse me? Yeah. Or, the, or I think the, the, the most um, common accusations in that uh, situation is either you're too picky or you have commitment issues. Yeah. Both are problematic. Like, both are negative traits. Mm, which is why I've, I've pondered them both about myself. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure every person who's been single for a long period of time has. They're like, okay, what's wrong with me? Well, if I look at films, the people who are single in films either have commitment issues or they're scarred from a previous experience in their childhood or they are too picky and they are too... Or if they're women, they're too career-driven. Yeah, too career-driven. Married to their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, is something that you see in films being made today. Did you see that Netflix film, Set It Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that So, with Lucy Liu and the reason why she's like this, you know, high-flying... 
But the same goes for the guy. Yeah, no, no. The, well, the guy was married. The guy was married. Oh yeah, you're and right. And then he's he yeah. Anyway, I won't ruin the plot. But but she's been single forever, as far as we know, within the context of the film. Yeah. And she's a super successful, high flying woman. And that's a film that was literally made a few months ago. I know. It is problematic, isn't it? It is, and I, I think it's just so deeply entrenched in us these these you know concepts of singleton, singleton, singleness, singletons. S- no, singlehood. No. Mm. We need to re- like reclaim this. And yeah. Word. Sing- sing- Singleness. Mm. Being single. Being single. <laughs> Being single. <laughs> I think we've said the word single so many times it now has lost all meaning. I know. <laughs> I can't even think. I think there's probably a word for this and we're going to afterwards be like, why couldn't you remember that? All of the single ladies and all men. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. That, that's actually something I do want to say. I do think... There's more of a stigma attached to being single for a woman than a man. Oh, my because, God, yeah. You know, you, have to, you only have to contrast the words like spinster and bachelor, don't you? Yeah. Like this, the spinster is all the connotations of like a crazy cat lady living by herself. Miss Havisham. Yeah, exactly. And a Rotting in like her yellowing wedding dress. And a pad, like yeah. getting hub women over all the time. Living his best life. Exactly. And there is more pressure on us, which is mm. kind of annoying, isn't it? It's just, it's just difficult. I think, you know, ultimately try as we might to break down these barriers and these stereotypes. There's only so much you can do. I think and I hope it's getting better slowly. Because you know what's so interesting is that I think my mum, my mum always goes to me like, well, A, she's like, I think you need to lower your standards. I'm like, shush, mum. And then I hate it when people say that B, to me. B, she's like, but I just don't really get why you and so many of your girlfriends your age are single. And I'm like, do you know what? We're a very different generation. Very different generation. We, as women, I'm so thrilled that on the whole, we've been brought up with different priorities to the previous generations. And that's why I think maybe more of us are single. My mum's like, oh, when I was your age, me and my friends were all kind of settling down and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, we just don't care so much. We don't rely on men at all. We literally, like, do not need them. I mean, they're all right <laughs> for some things. Mm-hmm. Like, they can be quite nice sometimes. Sometimes. But you don't need them. And so that's why I think we're just like, meh. If we meet the right one, we meet the right one. If we don't, we don't. And actually, we're having a lovely old time without them. Yeah, and that is perfectly okay. Yeah, I think so. I th- I hope that things are starting to change and single, being single will stop being seen as a negative thing. Mm, and equally, that single people are instantly classified as being desperate, yeah. desperately looking for love. Like, you can be single and not be looking for a relationship, mm. and that's fine. Absolutely. You know what they say? That's when love finds you. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely note to end on, Rachel. Yes, let's squeeze in a dating dilemma, shall we? Yeah, okay, thank you very much for sending this in. And I will begin with the dating dilemma. <laughs> That was a very Radio 4 voice. Mm, Yes, it's very good. Kirsty Young. Okay. Last year, I started volunteering at a small mental health organization, just doing various bits for the website, writing content, delivering the occasional talk, and taking part in panels. It's something I love to do, and it takes up a lot of my time, which means I have to communicate freely with the founder. Freely? Communicate frequently with the founder, who is a man 15 years older than me. For the first few months, he seemed great, always considering my ideas, allowing me to lead certain projects and even giving me sole responsibility of the organisation whilst he was away. 
However, this all changed when he started sending me messages every day, liking my pictures on social media and eventually asking me out on a date. I politely said no because I'm 23 and he's 38 and because we work together, albeit on a volunteer basis. He seemed a little disappointed but not devastated or anything. Since then, he's rejected all of my ideas, done all the talks and panels himself and even deleted one of the posts I wrote for the website. I don't understand why things have changed so drastically just because I said no to a date with him. It's been really difficult because it was something I loved to do. I truly believe in the organisation and the work it's doing, but now I'm being completely overlooked when I know I've done a good job. How do I navigate this? Do I leave the organisation completely or do I try to reason with him? God, this is, this is bleak, isn't it? Nightmarish situation because she has done nothing but behave professionally, be good at her job, and this guy has been so unprofessional, mm. has put her in an awful situation, is treating her so, so badly, using his power, abusing his power, and it's actually like makes me fume me too and clearly his fragile male ego could not handle the rejection it's annoying because he's obviously the founder of this organization so there's no one higher up than him presumably that you can go to but my advice would be to seek out someone else in the company that you can speak to about it i don't know maybe a a deputy senior person someone who's right below him in the ranks of the organization Mm. an hr person just just someone that you can trust, someone who is closer to his age, ideally, who will be able to recognise that this is obviously a very problematic situation and something that is very much his fault, not yours. thing is, he probably feels, like, awkward about it because... But then also, he shouldn't have, like, asked her out. Hmm. Especially if, like, I'm presuming you weren't, like, flirting with him back. But also, it makes me really angry that, you know... He may very well have been, you know, giving you all these opportunities because he fancied you. And that, like, absolutely sucks because I'm not saying you didn't deserve them at all. But then the fact that he just took them away after you said no to his advances. Realistically, your progress within that company is never going to be meritocratic. Like, it's just going to be based on this guy, you know, fancying you, Essentially. Even though you say it's a brilliant company that you really believe in, it doesn't sound like it's a great place to work because it's led by a guy like that, as someone who's abusing their power, being incredibly unprofessional. And so I'm, I'm afraid to say I think you'd be better off looking for something else. I agree too, but I wouldn't leave without speaking to someone about no. it. Because if you don't, you You'll allow do this... Exactly, you allow this guy to pursue other people within the company and who knows you know if he if he has the if he has the lack of professionalism to to pursue a 23 year old in his company who's obviously much more junior than him god knows how he'd behave with her i know you just it's just it's just it's a massive red flag massive warning signs and i think as a woman this this writer has a responsibility to, you know, you don't have to necessarily report him, but just, just speak to someone about it so that they are aware that this has happened. It's so annoying when, you know, you're junior and the power balance makes everything a million times harder. Mm. It's it's really, really difficult. And, like, I think you've actually handled it very well because, you know, also, if you're ambitious and you like what the company does, you know, 
it can you can feel quite pressured to be like, oh, I should go along with this because you know that will benefit my career and and it's it's really unfair. It's really, really it's really unfair, but it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. All and the I think time. it's like, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people meet their other halves, which oh, I hate that expression. Why did I use that? Meet their partners anyway. At work, and there's nothing wrong with that, but in a position where he is the boss of the company or the founder at least, and you know, you're volunteering, you know, 23 and he made a move on you? Like, that is so not okay. Mm, no, not at all. Man. It's like that book that we read, um, Promising Young Women. Yeah, it was great, that book. Which it? actually, dear dear listener, you should you should buy and read. It's very, very good. Yeah, you'll probably find it quite relatable. Yeah. Considering your situation. Um, situation, Rachel. That is just not a word that you abbreviate. You Rachel likes to abbreviate everything. Like, she abbreviates abbreviations. Abbreve. Yeah, literally, you have said that to me before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so annoying. Well, you know, it's like the initialism CBA mm. is Siebs. Siebs, you know? yeah. That's quite well known, though, isn't it? I'm yeah, that know. is quite well known. You take it to another level, though. Mm, a breathe, not a thing. <laughs> Stop. Stop right now. Thank, Thank you very, you very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what a wonderful episode yes, it's been. It's been <laughs> so delightful. 50 episodes all done. What an emotional time. Thank you so much for listening. If you have listened to all 50 episodes. Yes, we really hope you have done. Thank you, Livy. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to us. Oh, so much love. I know, there's a lot of love in this room. And Livy's wearing a top with a love heart on today. I am. I am full of love. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, which we really hope you have, please, as always, rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And please keep sending us your stories, your dilemmas, your disasters, your troubles, and your strifes. <laughs> your hopes and dreams. Your hopes and dreams. Um, you your can feedback. Yes, absolutely anything. Topic suggestions. You can get in touch with us on Instagram, <laughs> which I am running for the rest of the week, mm. at millennial underscore love. Or you can send us an email at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial.love. And that is it. And that is it. And we will see you next week for episode 51. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.